let's just uh let's just get into it like tell your story where where have you guys come from how did you get into flipping what drives you what makes you passionate um and then what inspired you to audition for cabin wars what excites you about this particular show concept becky and i met in college we were 18 19 years old i was foolish and didn't want to date anybody during those years and after college, we went our separate ways. I got married, ended up getting divorced. Let me back up just a little and say that even though I didn't want to date, and there was just always something special about me. Uh, she was that one that got away that I regretted letting get away. So I was doing a job in Shreveport and I knew she was from there and I just looked her up. And when we got together that time, I mean, just everything was different. And we started dating and got married at 29 years old. You know, I had a small painting business, just trying to make a living, paying child support. And so we couldn't afford much of a house. We bought a $29,000 house on piers that needed tons of work. And just out of necessity, because we couldn't afford to hire anybody, I would go to, at the time I went to Home Depot, and just ask questions, people that work there, and about how to do certain things. And just, I realized how much I liked it. I realized I had a knack for it. It came easy to me. It made sense. I just really enjoyed it. I liked the finished product. From there, we lived there for like three years, sold that house, made some money. And I'm like, wow, okay, that worked out good. Lived there for <laughs> free for three years, basically, plus made money. That's a good deal. That was and our first to, taste. Yep. And so from there, we bought another house that I didn't want to buy because it needed so much work. But Becky's, you know, <laughs> Becky being the creative one, she had the vision and she could see what it needed. I said, okay, if we're going to do this and I'm going to do all this work, we're staying here 10 years. And so that's what we did. We went into that one. And so that's really kind of how we got started was working on our own stuff just out of necessity because, you know, that's just all we could afford. I mean, we couldn't afford to, to pay people. That's kind of where it started. Um, yeah. So how do y'all believe y'all's unique skills, personality, and experience will set you apart from other competitors on the show? I believe that goes back to us and our different our different gifts. Like he does all the work, the painting, the remodeling, the carpentry. Right. Yes, he is Mr. Production. Stay on task. Right. Yeah. Although he's got me who does not stay on task and there are 5,000 squirrels all around. And, you know, I see a vision. If he doesn't listen to that vision the first time or the second time or the third time, then there's a little frustration on about the fourth there's time. Your, there's your drama you're yeah. looking for. There's your drama you're looking for. Because I'm like, that will not look good. And he says, that makes it work. So, and we just both love it. We love each other. We love what we do. It's basically all we ever talk about. By the way, this is Seth. And he's going to come into the story later. We wanted him here. He is our he's a big right part of hand, our story. like our other son. This is Seth. As far as us starting to do this full time, we couldn't have done, we couldn't without have started him. doing this full time without yes. Seth. Right. Back to her question, what sets y'all apart? I think y'all's ability to do it all, almost in-house. I mean, yeah. there's not a lot of people, yeah. even the subs they have, it's been the same ones for years. It's a very tight-knit team very efficient, very, they excel in that area beyond what most people can uh, produce. Can you share us a little bit about your background? I'm sorry, your name is Sid? Seth. 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 Sorry, Seth. Uh, I was born and raised here in West Monroe where, you know, where John and Becky are at as well. I was homeschooled through my whole life from pre-K to college. And that's where I met John and Becky. They, we homeschooled our kids. They homeschooled their children as well. And Back uh, when homeschooling wasn't cool. <laughs> 
And John is actually a volunteer coach for our basketball team. And that's how I met John. Grew up working on a blueberry farm every summer. Our family had a blueberry farm. And I absolutely hated it. So when I turned 16 years old and I got a license, that opened a lot of doors for me to just do literally anything other than blueberries. And I knew John had some rental properties. I didn't realize at the time that he was a remodeling contractor, but I knew he had rental properties. And I called him and I said, hey, I need a job. Do you need any help? At the time, he said, no, I, I don't, but I'll keep you in mind. Maybe a week or less probably went by. And he, I, 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 my memory was like the next day. It was very, <laughs> very quickly. Very shortly after that, he called and said, hey, matter of fact, I just bought a burnt down house that I'm fixing to remodel. You can come scoop up soot. So <laughs> over, the next, over the next two weeks in the middle of August, I filled a 30-yard dumpster by myself about three times. And uh, I think that was one of John and Becky's first actual Yeah, that's flip. the answer to one of our other questions. Yeah, me. okay, great. And so that's kind of where John and I tied in. I started working for him. He kind of took me in as a mentor. I think maybe five or six months into that job, he pulled me to the side and he said, Seth, do you want to just work here and make money? Because I can use you like a workhorse and I'll give you a little bit of a raise. Or do you want to learn a trade? Because I can keep you where you're at making what you're making and I'll take you under my wing. I'll pull you to the side. I'll teach you things and I'll show you what we're doing step by step. And praise the Lord, I chose learn a trade until about 18, 19 years old, maybe a little after that. He coached me into what we do, uh, which opened the door for me when I went to college. I was going to college in an adjacent town that was too far for me to realistically drive back and forth to work with him every day. And I started my own little paint company. By the time I finished college with a degree in construction engineering technology, my little business had grown to the point that it didn't make money sense to work in my field, you know, career field, I just continued to paint. And very shortly after that, John called me and uh, offered me a partnership to come run the, the paint and remodel side of our business, which would open the door for them ultimately to start their flips full time. Uh, John's like, like my other dad. I mean, I have a great active father in my life, but, but John's another one. We never have too many. He's, he's a son to Becky for sure. Yeah. Him and Becky work really well together. When yeah. she when she gets off on her creative stuff, and I'm like, me being the production guy, I said, look, you and Seth take care of that. I'm going over here to start doing this big project. Y'all can build this custom Benahood or whatever. Detail stuff, yeah. yeah. When John tells me no, I'm going to Seth. I'm like, Seth will tell me yes. And so then I go to Seth. <laughs> Becky and I need John yes. to drag us along or we'd be... Three Don't months matter. overdue on every project. <laughs> but it would look stinking good. <laughs> it would. It still looks good. So can you think of some moment of adversity, a tragedy, or a challenge that you've had in your life that's made you who you are and, and that's propelled you in the direction that you're in now? And then if you can connect that to your desire to be on the show, that would be good too. What I've, what I've learned... If there's been any tragedy in this, because we actually love what we do, before I get into that story, I mean, when Seth came along to take over the remodeling business and the painting business, I was burnt out. And um, I was just, I had to do something different. I built a really high-end clientele. I was doing a lot of big custom stuff. For example, uh, Willie Rob Roberts, Willie and Corey Robertson with Duck Dynasty, they're from our town, and they built a big 13,000 square foot house. I did it. 
did other big houses. You know, I just had built that kind of clientele where the, just the demands were just super high. And just for a long period of time, for years, I did that working six days a week and just got burnt out. <clears throat> so when I started doing this, I absolutely loved it and fell, fell in love with it because I got to still do what I love to do without those, those pressures doing that kind of work brings. But the other pressure that it brought was basically took my, my life savings to start doing this. And so when I did that, like our first year, I, we just kind of went crazy. We went from talking about retiring to we flipped 14 houses our first year because we just fell in love with it. We just got so excited about it. You know, so I'm just under a lot of pressure. You know, you, you tie everything that you work for your whole life into something like this. It's new. I'm making mistakes. It is, it's different than just remodeling. And my son came on board and was working, uh, working with us. And, you know, I let those pressures affect uh, mine and his relationship. See, I can't tell it. <laughs> so I was too hard on him. I was too hard on people. You know, on our crew, and uh, it's kind of kind of made him lose respect for me. Now we've built a lot of that back since then, but that's probably the biggest tragedy is I let my my goals and desires affect my relationship with people around me. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> Now, I can tell something different if we don't want to use time. that. I mean, that, I, I just can't tell that because, yeah. you know, that's deep. Because me and my son were so close his whole life. And, um, and we're in the pro we're, we're, we're good. We're, you know, we, when we we're talk to each deep. other, we tell each other we love each other now. It's still not back like it was, but we're getting there. Oh, that's, that's an awesome redemption story. Um, I guess uh, in, in the hero's story, there's always this arc where you experience this tragedy and it either makes you bitter or it makes you better. And in this instance, it, it seems like this is something that has created a, a level of character in you. Can you go into that a little bit and, and how that's driving Seth, you? Seth might could answer that because he's seen the difference, I think. We've talked about it. Yeah. John. Uh, your dog has is been, <laughs> yeah. John, John yeah. has has a very tough side, very high expectations. John gives 110% at everything he does. And anything less than that from people around him is not enough. He does not uh, suppress those feelings, or historically speaking. And there were times when, I'll, I'll give a small example. That first job that I did on, we call it Auburn Avenue, in that house, Mind you, middle of August, I'm wearing a dust mask, covered in soot head to toe. I mean, it is... By himself with grueling, a hammer and a pry bar. Grueling work. And I was busting out a tile shower surround. And, you know, I'd bust out for a while, and then the tile would fill up in the bottom of the tub, and I'd take a big scoop and scoop it into a trash can, drag it out, and dump it in the dumpster. Well, John came in to check on me. I, he was, you know, running. At this time, right. his, the paint crew was still very much his primary income. So he's off running the paint crew while I'm here working on this side project. I'm just farm. giving Seth something to do. Right. <laughs> and he's cleaning this nasty house out for me. He's not picking blueberries. <laughs> he'll, he'll do anything, man. <laughs> Long so, he's not picking blueberries. He checks in on me to see how things are going. And I'm dripping sweat, scooping with the shovel. And I was taking the, the handle of the shovel with one hand, putting it against my hip, driving it into the tile and then throwing it into the trash can. Well, John took it from me and said, Seth, you gotta work. 
you you're 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 just kind of it's it uh just moving being being present and continuing to move is not good enough you have to put effort into this use both hands scoop that stuff and get you know get it over with let's move and it had never occurred to me i just never been around something where you're working but it wasn't enough you know what i mean like you got to give a hundred percent that's john's personality and particularly going into the the flips when you know he had everything on the line tensions were very high particularly through that period of time that he's talking about where you know issues arose between him and his son that was a very difficult time to be employed by John Ponche. You know, on the other side of that, uh, John has gone through a lot of, I think, I'm kind of speaking for him here, but from what I've seen, it seems a lot of spiritual growth, a lot of personal growth. I think God has really put his hand on John's life in a meaningful and positive way through this experience. And I can tell you that the last probably two years, John is much closer of a friend pleasant person much more pleasant and and like i said just he's my friend becky I'm, I'm curious from from your viewpoint what kind of fruits have you seen come from that and and what you guys are able to do now and how you operate your team and, and your motivations moving forward oh my gosh gentleness patience understanding and understanding and a better communicator but before that it was John's way or no way, basically. Just very driven. Very yeah. driven. And it, it which, which is how I was raised, not yes. to make excuses or anything. But I mean, that's just, I grew up on a racehorse farm. I was the oldest son. My dad had another job. Uh, Saturday mornings, he would leave me two legal pages of things that had to be done that day. Kids wouldn't come to my house. I'm not trying to get a sob story or anything because it made me who I am. But those things had to be done. I could do 50 things, and if one of them wasn't done, there was consequences. Whenever you're a kid and you're, you're going through that, you say, you know, I'm never going to be that way. But it's ingrained in you, and whether you realize it or not, and it takes, like I said, a lot of spiritual growth. It takes a lot to, to overcome that. Yeah, because our son moved. He didn't want anything to do with any of this because he was so, he was just hurt. But there was resentment in my heart because... You know, I'm mama, you know, and that's my baby. And he was the last one in the house and there was conflict and I am a peacemaker. I am a peacekeeper or I try to be. So there was a lot of hurt. There was resentment that he had run my baby off, you know, but through prayer and just us talking about it and praying together for our kids it's amazing what God has done over the last two years. That was in 21 when he when he did move out. Kids at age can say disrespectful things. And there was a time whenever I would stand up to that, like them saying something disrespectful to me, I was going to overpower that. Now I don't. Um, I listen to it, try to, and just more of a communicator and not tried to overpower that person that may be saying something disrespectful to me. I think that's me to, for me to answer Seth's answer, Becky's answer. My answer would be that I've just learned to not take everything to heart. You know, there's a, there's a way to handle this without overpowering the situation. This is a story of your personal transformation 
what you do for a living is you transform houses into something that is old and run down or maybe has some bad habits. And, and, uh, and then you come in, you get the, the opportunity to correct those habits and make it into something beautiful. Like there's a power in that personal transformation. There's that's present in your life and what you're actually doing for a living. So next yeah. question. So to tie into that, can you share with us a powerful story of transformation that you've experienced? What we do is uh, I have the same realtor that I use. His name is Harrison Lilly. I don't know if y'all know him. He's a really successful uh, realtor in this area. So he knows he's going to sell off all my houses. My deal with him is I won't let him come look at it until it's done. I'll let him come look at it after when I buy it. So it's always fun when we're done to bring him in when we're done and he's just blown away. Matter of fact, when we did this, when we did this house, he wanted to hand me the key and say, look, this is my account number. This is my, my banking account number. This is your budget. Go get money when you need it. And I don't want to see it till you're done. I said, Harrison, I'm not doing that in your house. Are you crazy? <laughs> and so that's one thing that, that we do that I, I love to do that because of the look on people's face. That to me, that's the most enjoyable part of the whole thing. But this particular house that Becky's going to tell you about it is one where we realized her gifts up till this house, the remodeling, John, the business owner, John doing things, carrying over the things I'd done in my remodels, the things that I knew how to do that were in my comfort zone. That's how we would had been doing things. And Becky kind of came to me one day and said, you know what? I don't feel like you even need me. Why am I even here? And I said, well, I'll tell you what, the next one we do, I'm, I'm going to turn you loose. And so that's yeah. the story. He was a lipstick on a pig kind of guy back then. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> he did let me know. I think things, a little better than he that. He said no yeah. to all the fun stuff. Yeah. So when he finally said that, we bought a house. Mm -hmm. We were, we invested with a partner back in the beginning. And when we brought him in, we paid 80 82. for the yeah. house. We brought this man this in. We thought, yeah, we did all our research and thought, this is a $175,000 house when we're finished with it. He's, he came in and said, oh, it's a $125,000 house or $120,000 house. And John was like, no way. So we went to work on it. And John, I had to keep reminding him throughout. Okay, you told me I could do whatever. You told me I could do whatever. Well, he let me do whatever. And we got over asking. We over set appraisal. the market over appraisal. Because we had more offers over the asking price, the appraiser changed his appraisal. And this was in 2018. This, this wasn't was, during COVID. Yeah. Everybody was, was doing Yeah. <clears throat> the appraiser changed his thing. And we realized it was such an aha moment because we realized we can change the market. Like we changed the market in an entire neighborhood. Nobody else in that neighborhood knows that we just gave them thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. And then I realized, oh my gosh. I can do this and I really like it, you know, when I'm not worried about keeping the peace with somebody else or letting somebody else make the decisions when we remodeled for other people. When I got to do what Her I wanted to do and use my own creativity without anybody else involved, I was like, and I she like And this. she really has a gift. I mean, it blows me away. She really does. Well, She's very, very talented, very gifted. As a side note, that process has been repeated many, many, many times. That's not a one-off deal. Every yeah. time they flip a house, wherever the top of the market's at, they list it a little higher. It sells immediately for 
either that much or more. Yeah, our joke with Harrison is whatever price he says, we add 5,000 and we always get asked. That's usually the joke. I mean, <laughs> right. You know, something he, that he wanted to share with y'all, like this cabin that we just sold you know, in this market by day two, we had two full price offers. In a down market. So if y'all could envision your dream cabin um, transformation, what would it look like and maybe why? Because we have been traveling a lot more lately. We have become empty nesters and are, you know, and so since we've been traveling, we since our 25th anniversary, we started taking three week trips and traveling and going staying in Airbnbs. We've stayed in teepees. We've stayed in our camper once. So we've really liked getting into the outdoors instead of just boring old beach vacations. Our like when our flipped, kids, by the way. We yeah, we flipped our camper <laughs> too. We bought a picture of our camper that he did. But the things that we look for when we stay at an Airbnb and our personal taste is just what y'all are doing with the rustic sheet thing. As far as like, if I was to walk into a cabin, I would just want cozy, comfortable, warmth, organic materials, real wood, like sticks, like our banister at our house, our handrail on our house is made, we made it of trees and branches and it's just all natural stuff. So as much nature that we can bring indoors is what we would want, plus a comfy bed and a good coffee pot, just a lot of comfort, cozy, warmth, inviting, where when somebody walks in, they say, Oh, but, but still I want to go but outside, but I don't want to go outside. But still know? rustic. Yes, and keep the rustic, yeah, the warmth and coziness to it. How do you think viewers will connect with your personality, style, or approach on the show? John and Becky are just very real, authentic people. Uh, they're not Hollywood, nose in the air, point their finger, I want this, I want that. You come on one of our jobs, I, you know, as you could probably tell from the stuff we talked about earlier, you're going to find John probably sweating through his shirt. He's going to be <laughs> elbows deep, getting his hands dirty, right in the middle of whatever's going on. Becky's probably going to be walking around meeting with subs or laying out design ideas. Someday she's right in the mix with us, saying in cabinets, doing whatever has to be done to push the job forward. And I just think they have a very authentic persona that most people can relate to. And on top of that, Miss Becky is just the sweetest person that I've ever met. Everybody loves Becky. Everybody Aww. loves Becky. She has a kind of a mama bear personality. Our whole crew loves her. Everybody that, all of our subs, anybody that works with mama Becky loves her. And I think everybody else would as well. I'm not in charge anymore. I, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I, I, I am not. I, I might have some input, but she she makes the final decision on things. He just gets a little um, worried when I do this. I, I painted that side of one of our early houses back the same color that it was. And we were all proud because me and my crew painted that side of the house in two hours. And she pulled up and she said, I hadn't picked out a color. I said, we just painted it back white. It was white. I wouldn't paint it back white. And I got in trouble. So let me, uh, let me cast a vision for you guys. The end of 30 days or 37 days and the votes have come in you've got friends family the whole park is there we're announcing the winner everybody through this whole journey has been able to hear your story they've, they've heard you know stories like your personal transformation john they and they and they saw how you can transform a cabin and hopefully that impacts people hopefully it inspires them and they, and they come away with something that makes them better people you win and fireworks go off you, you take that big check and then we'll give you one that you can actually cash um <laughs> what are you what are you feeling what does that mean to you who do you hope that fires what does that do for you guys so my my thing is i love 
to, like Seth was saying earlier, that I love to teach. That That is what I want, when you say to inspire people, when uh, when they they hear my story of how we started working on our own stuff out of necessity, because that's all we could afford, and learn from our mistakes and learn by asking questions. And so since I've been through that, it's a passion of mine to share what I've learned with people for them to for them to feel like, you know what, I can do this too. You know, I didn't grow up with a family in construction. I mean, I learned from trial and error and I love to teach and inspire people. I hire high school kids in the summer and I tell them, say, look, that are uh, fixing to go to college or in between semesters or whatever. I say, look, you may not do this for a living, but you know what? What you're going to learn here, you're going to be able to carry with you for the rest of your life, either to do this stuff around your house yourself or if you hire somebody and if they're BSing you, you're going to know because you're going to have some knowledge of this stuff that you're learning here. So that's, I hope people would connect with that, that they see that, you know what, I can do this. You don't have to be where I'm at now. You can start here and you can get there. What about you, Becky? In my opinion, it gives us a bigger stage to represent. I love people. I love relationships. And I want everybody to be inspired that that dream inside of them that they didn't even know was there can be pulled out with just a little bit of effort. And if you've got the right person pushing you and giving you that little nudge that believes in you, you and you put forth the effort like the shovel situation, that you can do anything. Like I look back after this reading your questions and I looked back and I thought back on my life and I was like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an interior designer. And my cousin was in school to be one and she had to draw all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm not an artist. I can't do it. Not one person said you can do it. Not one person said go for it. So I pushed it down. And then I wrote a little journal in my junior year of high school, 16 years old, about my dream home. And it had all the descriptions of the home we're in now that we bought burnt. All those little things were inside of me that I never knew until we started flipping houses. And I still never completely knew it till I started reading these questions and was like, oh my gosh. God has brought every dream from inside of me to fruition without me even asking. And I didn't even know they were there. And so that's what I want people to see is, you know what? You can still dream no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, no matter where you are in life. If it's supposed to happen, it will happen. You just got to get the ball rolling and then see where God takes it. Final pitch. Why should viewers root for y'all on Cabin Wars? We are relatable when they get to know us, they are going to see that everything we've been through and brought it all together, that they can do the same thing. And so I think they're going to be rooting for us because we give them hope and that is going to inspire them so that they have hope as well. And that seed is planted. Can we turn it around and show you one of our favorite features? Yes, sure. absolutely. You got it? Yeah. So the all the designed around this island. Can y'all hear her? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Two slabs of Patagonia granite. Wow. It's cool. Oh, oh my wow. goodness. Are we going to have that in cabin wars? Are we going to get that? <laughs> yeah, Not right. for 20,000, you're not. <laughs> this, this costs more than my car. <laughs> but, um, but just a few little things like, I mean, Becky, that's one of those things, the Ben Hood. I didn't want anything to do with that. All it was was the actual bent hood and a flat ceiling. And Seth and Becky designed and built that. 
And I was just wanting to do something simple. I said, look, just stick it in the ceiling. She says, no, it's got to drop down. It's got to, you know, so. Okay, nice to meet y'all. Thank you. Thank you too. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Bye.